Welcome, Defenders fans, to the Department of Defense. This is the Dodd Pod, your for the fans, by the fans source for DC Defenders discussion and around the XFL intel, guaranteed in less than 30 minutes. I'm DR. And I'm Austin. We're here for Dodd Pod episode 6, the week 2 preview. Guardians aren't good. Nope. They're, they're not good. No, they're not. Uh, overrated, I think, is, is what we're going to tell you. Uh, but more about that later. This episode, we're looking ahead to the battle of the undefeated D.C. Defenders and the New Jersey Guardians. That's right, imposters. They play in New Jersey. Austin, you know more about this trend of New York teams. Yeah. First of all, could you imagine having to play football in the state of New Jersey? Like, <laughs> I don't know what... If there's any Defenders fans that are New Jer- from New Jersey, this obviously is not directed towards you. This is strictly for the New Jersey Guardians, but... As a lot of us are probably, hopefully, D.C. United fans, we know we like to make fun of the New Jersey Red Bulls as they are yet another team in the New York area that don't play in New York. So is your state that bad to where you can't say you play there, you got to say you play somewhere else? That's yeah. kind of my take on that. Yeah. Very proud of the D.C. defenders being in D.C. Uh, Unlike the Redskins. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, we'll take a quick look back at week one, then we'll dive into our weather report, talk about our upcoming game with the Guardians, recap uh, picks from last week, and then make some picks for this coming week, uh, as we as we always do. Um, before we dive in, of course, to all of those things, podcasting goes great with a beer. Tonight, we are drinking Black Beard's Breakfast, a 10% porter brewed with coffee and aged in bourbon barrels. From Heavy Seas Beer in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, We've had our fair share of Virginia beers on the pod, uh, but we wanted to show love to the entire DMV, so we've got a great Baltimore beer from Heavy Seas Beer. Um, Really pleased to have it. I've had this before on draft and had given it a 4.5. I don't think it's quite as good in the bottle. I'd give it maybe a 4.25, but a 10% that goes down very smooth. What are your thoughts, Austin? Yeah, this is my first time having it, and... The thing that appeals to me is I'm a big fan of how a bottle or a can looks, and the bottle art on this really is really is cool looking. Um, it's very nice, and that's what kind of sticks out to me when buying a beer because <laughs> I've gotten to the point now where eh, I'll buy that. I'll, I'll find a way to like it, but no, this is my first time having this, and it's tasty. It's it's super light, and to kind of talk about how light it was, we were sitting here talking, kind of planning this podcast, and. I looked at my glass, and my glass was empty. So I enjoyed it, and if you are, obviously if you're in the D.C. area, you can find this probably pretty much anywhere. Heavy Seas Beer is a pretty big brewery, and I recommend it if you get the, ch- uh, get the chance. Yeah, we picked this up from Capital Ale House in Midlothian. Uh, thought it thought it looked good, and uh, wanted to give it a shot again. Uh, and it was a cool bottle from Baltimore, so yeah, uh, good one to have on the pod. Um uh, Looking back at last week, we wanted to touch on a few things that we didn't mention in our week one recap. Uh, first, that, that was cool, and again, the, the rules jumping out, and there were so many things to talk about, we missed this one. We joked about it in one of our earlier pods, the ball spotting official yeah. having a singular person assigned with that role, but it was seamless. Mm-hmm. Didn't really you know, notice that they were there, and I think that's a great sign. Um, we talked a lot about the pace of play, but... Tip of the cap to the league, and again, ball spotting official doing a great job. Um, you noticed another unique feature. What was that? Yeah, I thought it was cool. I actually tweeted out during the Defenders game. Um, they did an up-close shot of the football, 
and the game was in D.C., as we know. But when Seattle had the ball, it was actually a Dragons football. It had the Dragons logo and the Dragons colors. So I thought that was kind of cool. The sports nerd in me finds stuff like that interesting. I was like, oh, he's we're using a Seattle ball in D.C. Because the NFL, obviously, all footballs look the same, unless you're the Patriots and they're a little, little more flat. But, um... No, it, it was cool, and we were talking earlier about how it'll be cool for the defensive players that when they score a touchdown, if they keep the ball, they will literally know, oh, this was against the Dragons. Why? Because it says Dragons on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elijah was not letting go of that Dragon. Yeah, he football. will remember that forever. <laughs> um, some cool moments throughout the week. Obviously, you know, I think we've heard people say meme-worthy moments. Um, one that's sort of uh, – Brought about some memories of some some Redskins folklore, uh, bringing back to mind Kirk Cousins, New Jersey Guardians quarterback Matt McGloin uh, on the sideline, feeling very good about how things were going. And here's here's the clip. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but uh, yeah, be re- be ready. You like that? I've heard that before. We've heard that before. It's funny. Week one, we've got Jim Zorn, trouble winning in D.C. Week two, we're bringing in imitation Kirk Cousins, (laughs) also not so great in D.C., losing record as a starter. Uh, Matt McGloin, I think, after this week is going to have a losing record as a starter in D.C. too. Oh, no, no, without a doubt. Yeah, no, but kind of banking off, we found that was on Twitter, obviously, but the XFL teams and just the XFL account in general were fan fantastic over the weekend i mean you never see the nfl tweeting memes or (laughs) funny videos out about the game but and that's what's appealing to people that wouldn't regularly watch this league like i work in a school when i was talking today i was like did you watch football this weekend and they're like no i didn't but i did watch like they were on twitter like i saw a bunch of tweets about it and if that happens week in and week out it's eventually gonna pique just a casual sports fan's interest and I will not be surprised when the league gets over 500,000 followers on Twitter. I know they've got to be close. Oh, yeah, it's gro- it's growing. I mean, it hit it was over 400 today. Um, and, yeah, I think we're, it was like 424 maybe at the last check, and that was midday. Um, so I'm sure it's grown grown since then. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't help but, but sort of be staggered and astounded at, at the growth of the league. But you're right. They're, they're doing things well. They're doing things in a way that's funny. Um, Best one, though, of the weekend was after D.C. beat Seattle. They had the family guy um, bit. <laughs> the, the fighting. So yeah, fighting. No, that, that was great. I'm sure you all saw that. It, it was good. Um, sideline reporting, another highlight. I know you wanted to talk about our friend Pat McAfee. No, Pat McAfee, if you don't already follow him on Twitter – he is a must-follow. The dude is hilarious. He, you know, he obviously was a punter at one time in his career. Retired now works. He did some stuff with Barstool. Can't say what he's really doing right now because he's he was on was the game on Fox. It's all virus software. Oh, okay, that's fair. It um. What up, But no, the um. I love these in-game interviews, and Pat McAfee was the first one to really catch a player <laughs> after. After a mistake, who was not happy with what he did, and the last thing he probably wants is to have you know a reporter in his face asking, um, "So what happened? What'd you do wrong?" And he pretty much said, 
uh, well, yeah, I thought I thought he touched the ball, so I went to get it. And McAfee was like, you know what? I respect that. Because he respected it, you know, he was honest. But I also feel like McAfee was like, I need to get out of this guy's face or I might get punched. And if there is going to be a reporter to ever get punched, <laughs> this is not – I'm a big Pat McAfee fan. But if he catches another guy at the wrong time like that, he, he – we might see a reporter and player fight at some point this year in the XFL. <laughs> yeah, it's it's certainly plausible. Um, the uh, the player from St. Louis did not look happy. Uh, I thought he handled himself well yes, under the did. circumstances. Uh, to have a microphone shoved in his face, you know, he just made a mistake. Uh, that I mean, again, I think he he had a reasonable notion. And McAfee, I think, played it well too. Um, what did he what did he say? You know, so I respect that, or I yeah, he's like, I respect the hell out of that. I respect the hell out of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> Um, and uh, just you know, patted the guy on the back, but you can tell the the player whose name escapes me uh, was having none of it. Um, tough moment for him, uh, but it worked out. The Battlehawks won the game in the end, so I think it, the sting the sting has taken off that. But it was again sort of the you know on the sideline in your face. We're right here, and McAfee was like, "What what were you thinking in that <laughs> yeah. moment?" I, I can say I've never seen that happen after a you know. A sort of embarrassing play to have a player have to sort of account for it right, right away, and the player did. Yeah, no, and he, he, yeah, he yeah. handled himself much better like, than most yeah. would have. This is what I thought happened. Clearly, it wasn't. Didn't work out our way, you know. But yeah, uh, and kind of, kind of speaking of these interviews, I was thinking of how much Marshawn Lynch would hate playing in the XFL. <laughs> that there is nothing more that man hates than having a camera put in front of his face. So if Russell Wilson was in the XFL, I would put money on him punching Pat McAfee during the game. <laughs> Russell, huh? Um, all right, so we touched on a few things from this past week uh, that I feel like we missed. Um, moving forward to this matchup with the Guardians, and and I'll talk about you know your sort of the the XFL social media. We've certainly jumped on. Uh, poking a little fun, giving a hard time, um, you know, no malice in my heart. Good natured, all good natured, all goodwill. Um, cracking up today at the uh, the Dallas hate account, Dallas Renegades hate account. Um, you know, we're we're poking the bear a little bit with good morning to everybody, except uh, the Guardians, and we're gonna keep that up. Guardians, uh, no good mornings for you all week long. Um, we want we want defenders to have a good morning. We want you to have restless night's sleep, a rough week altogether. Um, coming down to D.C. to get your clock cleaned. Uh, we're going to be ready for you. Uh, what's the weather look like when they come down to D.C.? It is going to be chilly, but do not let that deter you from making it to Aldi Field. The high is 36 and the low is 28. So the game being at 2 o'clock, we can expect mid-30s with a 9-mile-per-hour wind. But all the clips they showed last week, I think every single fan had a beer in their hand. So, so drink up, stay warm, and have fun. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that does sound that does sound cold. As we mentioned last week, we we can't get to the game. You have some some duties covering uh, the Spiders Rams. I do, and uh, I've got some coaching duties both in the morning and in the afternoon or in the evening that keep me uh, from making the journey. But I, I will be to be uh, Twitter side and TV side for, for during the game hours, uh, which I'm which I'm excited about. Um, looks like maybe that Battlehawks game uh, week five will will make our appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, up, up in DC, which I'm really, really. We'll, we'll sign to. autographs after the game. <laughs> who knows what? Who knows what the Twitter following will look like at that point? We just crossed. Might be verified we, by then. We, we, who knows? We're we're crossing 1100. We're no XFL Connor. No, nobody's uh, who's XFL up Connor. pushing 4,000 now after after his 
debut on a podcast on the Dodd Pod. So if you want to gain followers, you just got to come on the Dodd Pod. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're eagerly awaiting some uh, Defenders players, um, waiting, to hear, waiting to hear back from Michael Preston uh, to get in with some, some players uh, to get those guys on the Dodd Pod. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited. So week, one, week two, Battle of Undefeateds, the Guardians of New Jersey coming to D.C., uh, Austin, you took some some great notes here on on the Guardians. What what are your thoughts coming into this game? Uh, yeah, well, small sample size. I've only seen sixty minutes of football, but the Guardians got eight quarterback hits on Tampa compared to Tampa's two. So I don't know if that kind of speaks on how good the Guardians O line is and the Guardians D line, or how bad the Vipers offensive line is and how bad. Um, their defensive line is. So it's kind of hard to tell, small sample size. But I think a lot of people were expecting the Vipers to be a little bit better. So, Well, the odds makers certainly were, right? Yes, they were the yeah, odds on sure. favorite. Uh, that's looking more and more curious, as nearly every power rankings right now has the Vipers <laughs> at the very bottom. Yeah, so uh, yeah they, they get to the quarterback a decent amount of times. They also punted the ball six times. They had a really weird stat line when looking at it for how much they won by. Looking at these stats, you would have assumed they lost. They... Um, like most teams, not attempt a two- or a three-point conversion. Um, they won a game with only 226 total yards of offense. Yeah. We said Tampa had, what, 473 total? Was it? I know they had 394 um, from scrimmage. I don't know if they had more when you're looking at returns. Uh, I just made that up completely. Yeah, sorry, 394. 394. I don't know why that number popped in my head. But, yeah, so <laughs> Tampa scored three points and – Four almost four hundred yards of offense in three points. That's yeah, really so unheard that, of. I think that kind of speaks on Tampa's behalf a little bit more. Yeah, um, and like DC, they struggled running the ball. The Guardians did. They um, only had forty four rushing yards. So we can expect to see the ball in the air a lot, unless um, not unless we know that's something they're obviously probably talking about and working on as we speak as getting the run game set. So still tough to say how exactly this is going to be game planned. Um, the Guardians did pick up one defensive touchdown. They were one for ten on third down, which Golly. I think is one of the most important stats on here. So if we, especially with how the crowd was last week, get them to third third down, get the place loud, make them feel the pressure, I see us running all over the Guardians because I, I don't think their offense is that good, especially that solidified my thoughts after looking at these stats a couple days after the game. Yeah, Uh Matt Matt McGloin may have liked some things that were happening out there. He couldn't have liked going one for ten on third down. No, um, that's that's a embarrassing and rough and and often unwinnable statistic. Um, the defense really carried them, but when you look at the fact that you, we were saying the defense carried them and they have a great defense, but they allowed nearly four hundred yards in offense. Uh, I think Tampa's bumbling may have been as much. Uh, a problem as as New York's excellence on the defensive side. I do think they're a good defensive team. I really like Jamar Summers and think he's a great cover corner. Um, one of the things I saw in the New York game is they had a lot of success with stunning, um, allowing them to get to the quarterback. Uh, I think you know DC is going to have some tape on New York, and I think that's going to make a difference. What we saw from the DC offense, conversely. Uh, distributing the ball to lots of different receivers, a ton of talent, whereas Tampa was really throwing to Daniel Williams almost exclusively. I think he had 123 yards. Um, they did you know, they did distribute the ball, but he was clearly the main target. Um, you know, D.C. really worked the deep routes, worked the inside. 
Uh, Eli uh, Rogers, of course, catching six of six of six targets um, and have like 72 yards, I think, on the game. Rashad Ross getting getting deep. Uh, Malachi Dupree, who's our biggest receiver, didn't have a, a huge game. Um, I know had one drop pass. Uh, I think he got two out of the four targets thrown his way. Um, I think he he could be ripe for a bounce back game. We didn't have theoretically our number one receiver in the depth chart, DeAndre Tompkins. Um, he comes back because another weapon. Uh, you know, Pumphrey got banged up. I don't know to what extent. You know, he was feeling the effects of some of those hits, but he's another effective receiver. I just don't think Tampa has the kind of offense that that the defenders have um, with so many threats. I think it's really going to test this Guardians defense. Um, this, you know, at this point vaunted, uh, you know, Guardians defense. Um, but I think you you hit all the right notes. Uh, the other thing I like we mentioned, the Guardians only got the ball in the red zone twice. Yeah. Um, that's not going to be enough against the defenders. No. And I think our our defense is superior. Um, not only getting the you know the the defensive touchdown, but also a special teams touchdown. You know, scoring in all three phases of the game. Uh, I'm I'm feeling really good about the defenders. I know we're not on the picks yet, uh, but just just looking at this game and how things line up, uh, I feel like especially being the home team in this matchup, I like I like our chances. Um, I like our chances. No, me too for sure. Um, so as we look at we look at our pick one or <laughs> pick one week one pick results, um, not bad. No, not at all. Not bad at all. Um, we were we were talking during the Dallas game. Hey, if Dallas pulls this out, uh, we would have been, you know, batting a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, we both missed on that game. Um, I I had said it would be less than ten points. I felt somewhat vindicated. I called uh, Dallas with the spread, but overall we went we both went three and one, um, picking straight up. You went three and one with the spread, only missing the Dallas game. Um, I called that L A uh, would would uh, make up the difference they did not so I went two and two on the spread but a, a, a pretty good first week given uh, a lot of folks performance um, the Houston the Houston pick was a tough one um, Tampa was favored we both took New York um, so I feel like especially straight up uh, without the points those were those were good picks on our part and listening to a lot of other podcasters I think uh, we we came out favorably on that end at the time we did our podcast there wasn't an over under number um, we had said, uh, we would have taken the over. The numbers were really high. I don't know that we would have taken the over on those numbers, and we no, talked about that as the sure. games were happening. I think 52 was pretty typical. Uh, the over-unders have dropped this week a little bit in response um, to that. As we look as we look at you know, week one, all the games were under. Um, week two, we're, we're first starting out with the Guardians and the Defenders. Um, these are projected lines. We haven't seen anything real. Is that right from Vegas? Yeah, that's at least to, to my knowledge on Tuesday, 8.15 Eastern. I haven't <laughs> seen anything legit yet. These are just projected, but we'll see how close they actually hold to what they are right now. All right, so what do you have? Guardians, defenders. Um, well, straight up, obviously, defenders. I'm going to pick them in all 10 because we're the best team in the league. Um, defenders say we're by three. No... Defender's going to win. I'll go. They win by 10. The over-under is 47.5. I took over on every game last week, so I'm going to take the under just to try to change things up. What do you have on that one? Um, Man, that's that's a tough call on the over-under. 
obviously defenders, defenders, easy call. Um, there's a there's a part of me that wants to say the Guardians keep it close and take the Guardians uh, with with the points. Um, with it with the line being at three, I think I'm inclined to take the defenders at both. The line moved up a little bit. I might I might take New York with the with the points because um, I do think it's going to be a relatively close game. Uh, but I I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks the defenders. What we saw in the second half last week, I think, is the real team. It was night and day. Um, the, the first half, we just couldn't quite put it all together um, and trailing. And I think came out really strong. Um, you took you took the under. Yeah. In that game. Yeah. Uh, I. You know, I I think I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over. I I think. The defenders' offense is really going to be too much um, for for the defense of of the uh, the New Jersey team. Yeah, <laughs> we another name. The Guardians. Um, looking ahead at at Tampa, Seattle. What are your thoughts there? Looks like Tampa is maybe potentially favored yeah, in this in game, Seattle, which is surprising. I'm, no, I'm not buying that whatsoever. I think Tampa showed who they were on Sunday against the Guardians, and Seattle didn't play that bad against us. Um, obviously, our podcast was Seattle Sucks, but we changed that. Seattle Sucks a little bit less. Yeah, less than we thought, of course. Yeah, so, I mean, they no, they impressed me. I think they're going to be a much better team than people think. Um, I'm actually going to go with Seattle winning. It's going to be close. Uh, but they're underdogs, so you've obviously got them. Yeah, so don't have to worry about that. And um, I'm going to go under, obviously, as Tampa only scored three points. I think the Seattle offense is going to be okay, but Seattle's not going to be able to score 43. I'm right there with you on all three of those picks. Um, you know, I think Seattle performed well. I think they ran into the toughest team. That's us. Um, Tampa, I think, you know, playing a Guardians team that I really don't believe is strong. And I really think as you look at, you sort of dig into the stats of the game and watch the game itself, you don't see a dominant performance. Um, you see a few big plays, uh, but not a dominant performance. And I think, you know, my, my feeling about DC, we, we were similar in that we had a couple of big plays from the defense, um, that really carried us. But I, I think overall the performance was stronger than the Guardians. I think we're going to, we're going to see that. That bear out, but I think Tampa um, really struggling, and I think already a QB controversy. Uh, I think if you see Flowers step in for Murray, mm-hmm. um, you might see a little bit of a lift. But Murray really struggled in the opening week, so it'll be interesting to see if if that continues. If they give Flowers an opportunity, um, what's your take? You've gone first on these first two. Do you want to keep going first? You, uh, I know I followed you on this one. I'm with Seattle, Seattle, and the under, so I'm following you to a T. That's fine, yeah. We, we can just keep it going the way we have. Um, I'll go first next week. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> so Dallas and L.A. at L.A. Dallas favored by four in the first game on Sunday. Um, I think, yeah, Dallas lost to St. Louis, but I think St. Louis, kind of like Seattle, is better than people think they're going to be. We were, You were talking earlier about how you thought St. Louis' defense is the real deal. I really do. After hearing you talk about it, I, I kind of bought into that too. I didn't catch much of that game, but looking at the stats, I was like, yeah, no, I can I can see St. Louis being being a lot better than people think. So, um, no, I still think Dallas, they're going to be okay. They're obviously no XFL champions, but I'll take them to cover and I'll take them to win. Over under at 47. Um, I've taken... 
the under twice. I'll take the over in this one. What about you? Yeah, I, again, um, I do like Dallas to win this game. We don't know about Landry Jones. I haven't heard anything about him yet. Um, we did hear Josh Johnson practiced in full today, so it's a good indication mm-hmm. he's going to play. Better play good or he's going to get cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about the the Wildcats being truly wild. Um, even seeing some of their fan accounts just in total disbelief. Um, one weekend, we first hear news that Anthony Johnson, their defensive captain, is cut. <laughs> and you cannot have a bad game in LA. That, that's for sure. Um, and then Pepper Johnson, uh, a, a legendary you know defender, teammate of uh, the great Lawrence Taylor, the Giants linebacking core. Uh, yeah, I mean, Leonard Marshall, Pepper Johnson, Lawrence Taylor. That's I remember that from my childhood. Again, Austin, that's before your time. Uh, but that's one of the be- you know, best defenses you'll ever see. Those guys were fantastic. Um, anyway, but yeah, Pepper, Pepper fired uh, after week one. The defense is out there. They don't have their starting quarterback. Uh, Winston Moss, we joked about waiting to hear his soundbite. We didn't get the soundbite. We just got... Uh, Kind of a you know, Trumpian, perhaps you're fired. Uh, you're gone. You're out of here. Uh, we we can't accept this. Uh, we've you know, catapulted Houston into the number one spot in a lot of power rankings by being so bad. You're gone. You're done. Um, unbelievable. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, Josh Johnson needs to be sure <laughs> play not well. to blow it um, because he he could be out of work very very quickly. Um, so I liked Dallas. Dallas. And the over in this game. I was going to take the under before I saw that Johnson was back. And I uh, feel like LA is going to put up a few more points this week than last. Um, finally, St. Louis versus Houston. What are your thoughts? This one's tough. The line really is favoring Houston. It's got them favored by seven with an over-under of 50. Game's in Houston. But St. Louis looked good. I think Houston... I'm going to go with Houston in this one. It's going to be close. Um, I think St. Louis will cover. Over, under, 50. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go under. So I'm with you, and and I think just to be devil's advocate, watching that St. Louis team, I kept thinking to myself, this team reminds me of the Iron. Um. And I think I had that feeling all along. Uh, I know a lot of Iron fans embraced St. Louis, and I think that's for the same reason I embraced the Iron to begin with. You know, the 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 area without a team, um, you know, St. Louis, and that's why we've seen their popularity rise. But as I watched that team, the defensive identity was really clear. Uh, the offense didn't have to do a ton no. um, in that game. Uh, you know, one of the most inexperienced quarterbacks in the league, but I thought he did a nice game, did a good job managing the game and making a few big plays when they needed it, and they certainly came alive late. Um, so I'm going to take St. Louis in an upset uh, in this game on the road. St. Louis will be the first team. Uh, they were the first team to win on the road. I think they do it again in Houston um, in a low-scoring, close game, similar to the game they just played with Dallas. So obviously I take them to cover um, I definitely think they'll do that safely, and I'm also taking the under in that game. Oh yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, we got we have very similar picks. It's gonna be fun to watch. We do. Yeah, where are the where are the differences if we're looking here? So we we differed in uh, over, over under in the DC game. Yeah. So um, I took the over just Seattle the under. game were identical. Or Dallas identical. identical. 
And this last game, just to do something different, I took Seattle. Um, St. Louis. Excuse me, St. Louis. I said Seattle. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, we both took Seattle. I took St. Louis in this final game. Um, I'm really excited for week two. We've seen lots of power rankings. We were talking earlier about you know what our rankings would look like. Um, don't know if we want to spit those out. How many more minutes do we have? we got to keep this under 30. We're close. We're close? 27? We're 28. Um, all right, I don't think we have enough time for, for power rankings. Um, I'll spit mine out. I'd go Defenders, Battlehawks, uh, Guardians, Roughnecks, Renegades, Dragons, Vipers, Wildcats. Dang, that's really funny. I think we might only have one different. Obviously, DC won. And um, but I, I flip flop. We were identical all the way through in my head. I would flip flop. Um, Vipers and Wildcats have Vipers for last. Yeah, I I think I did that solely because I've seen everybody have Tampa Bay last, and yeah. I don't know. There's there's something to that Vegas pick that I'm just I'm waiting for something to be different. Uh, maybe and maybe I'm wrong, but the Vipe the Wildcats being a team in turmoil and firing their their DC and and losing their defensive captain. Uh, seems to me like that could be early. That could be a sinking ship. Um, all right. Well, that's it for episode six of the Dodd pod. Um, defenders fans. Hope you enjoyed it. Anybody else who's listening. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, really, really can't thank folks enough, um, for all the follows, for all the listens. And, uh, we'll certainly see you on Twitter. We're going to leave you once again with Elijah Qualls who says it best.